Jose, I say, Jose, it's time to wake up. Oh, buenos dias, senorita. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention, it's Joe time. So it is. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <whistles> oh, pardon, madame. That whistle was for my good friend, Fritz. Ach, to lieber, I almost fell out of my upper perch. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. <whistles> Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. To paraphrase what Sam the American Eagle would say, it's a salute to all things Walt Disney, but mostly Walt Disney World. A former cast member, a longtime lover of the parks, and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, Dave brings you his unique perspective about the Walt Disney World Resort. Now please remain quietly seated throughout our tour, and we ask that there be no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography. Our podcasters are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. So put on your virtual mouse ears, sit back, and relax, and enjoy the podcast. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Hey everyone, it's Dave again. How is everybody doing? Well, the holiday season is upon us, and one of my favorite times to visit Walt Disney World is during the holiday season. It's always fun to see all the decorations out and see all the things that they have going on. It has a special feel to it. You know, I, I really like going to Disney World anyway, but the holidays always have some, somewhat of a special feel to them, just something really different that they you only see, you know, a month and a half a year or so, six weeks a year. And because the weather starts to get a little cooler and they have some different activities, it makes it just a little bit more special, and I really enjoy going. And so for this week's podcast, I thought I would bring to you a little bit more about what goes on during the holidays at Walt Disney World and some of the things that it takes to make it work. So I actually found an article on EZWDW, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And it's Disney World Holidays and Christmas, Christmas Activities in November and December 2010. And uh, the author kind of takes you through some of the things that go on, and I uh, thought I'd uh, take you through that. What makes Disney World so special during the holidays is the abundance of holiday extras. There are Christmas parades, holiday fireworks, Cinderella castle lighting ceremonies, Cinderella's holiday wish stage show, snow effects on Main Street, a 65-foot Christmas tree, meet and greets with Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, and your favorite Disney characters in their holiday finest, dessert parties, and more. And that's just the Magic Kingdom. I haven't even begun listing the special events at the Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Disney, Downtown Disney, and various uh, Disney resorts on property. So here's a rundown of the events you can expect to find at Disney World in November and December 2010. So free events that you can find in the Magic Kingdom, the Cinderella Castle Dream Lights and Cinderella's Holiday Wish Stage Show. They run nightly from November 8th through January 3rd. 
This is one major event that Disney does not publicize well, probably because they want you to think it's all part of the hard ticket of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. This isn't the case, and the Dreamlight Ceremony, Cinderella's Holiday Wish stage show is performed nightly, even on evenings that don't have a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. It usually begins about 5.45, um, may go as late as 6.15, depending on when it gets dark. First performed on November 11, 2007, Cinderella's Holiday Wish stage show is brief but powerful. Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy and Donald all participate alongside Cinderella and Prince Charming at the base of Cinderella Castle. The culmination of the show is the lighting of the Cinderella Castle with over 200,000 LED Christmas lights. Like the fireworks show, the best place to experience stream lights is on Main Street, near the stage, but far back enough so you can see the whole castle easily. On nights when the Magic Kingdom closes at 7 p.m. for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, announcements will begin soon after the show concludes if the park is closing for the party. You can ignore these announcements right up until 7 p.m. The 6 to 7 p.m. hour is an excellent time to visit the major rides because so many people will exit immediately after the show. You have Santa, Santa and Mrs. Claus meet and greet from December 1st through the 24th. Uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are available near City Hall at the front of the Magic Kingdom for traditional What Would You Like for Christmas meet and greet. His usual hours are 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. Rumor has it the real Santa Claus takes uh, the place of one of his helpers on Walt Disney's birthday and the anniversary of his death on December 5th and 15th, respectively. If you have a chance to visit on either one of those dates, it's your best chance to chat with the real thing. The 65-foot Christmas tree. Disney puts up an amazing 65-foot tall Christmas tree right at the entrance to Main Street at some point in December. It's usually right after Thanksgiving. The holiday decorations. From November 3rd through January 3rd, other than the snow effects on Main Street, all of the Christmas decorations you would see during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party are up for the entire holiday season. All of the bows, wreaths, Christmas trees, bells, and everything else will be present beginning the, uh, at park opening. Free events from December 20th to January 1st, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, Holiday Wishes, and Christmas Character Meet and Greets. Several of the prominent events that take place during very, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party occur during the regular theme park hours from December 20th through January 1st. This includes Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, daily at 3 or 3.30, Holiday Wishes, nightly at either 8 or 10 p.m., depending on the date, and Disney characters dressed up in their holiday finest for meet and greets. If your vacation begins during the third week in December, you may want to elongate it to include either December 20th and future dates, or plan to visit the Magic Kingdom between December 20th and January 1st. The Christmas Time Parade is one of the finest and best parades at any Disney theme park in the world, and Holiday Wishes is a great fireworks show, especially if you, can't, if you can also catch the regular wishes during an earlier date. This is one of the reasons why I don't recommend Very, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party more strongly. The best events are included with park admission after the last party on December 19th. Now, events with an extra fee. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is on select dates from November through uh, December 19th. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is Disney's most heavily promoted holiday event, probably because it's also the most expensive. The party requires a separate ticket that costs between $54 and $60 for adults and $48 to $54 for children. In short, the party is definitely a lot of fun, but the cost continues to increase year after year at the same time that Disney removes some of the party's most fun events. A family of four can expect to pay about $240 just for tickets. Considering the cost to add an additional day to Magic Your Way theme park tickets is about $5 per day after the third day, and the cost to stay at a value or moderate resort is between $82 and $180 a night, you could very easily add an additional day to your vacation for less than the cost of the party tickets. However, if you're short on time and have the benefit of a larger budget, 
Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is a lot of fun, especially if your trip doesn't include dates between December 20th and January 1st, when the special parade, fireworks, and characters can be seen during regular park hours at no additional cost. The Wishes Dessert Party, and this goes on through December 29th. The Wishes Dessert Party is not a special event for the holidays. The Wishes Dessert Party serves a similar purpose to the Candlelight Processional Dining Package and Fantasmic Dining Package. It offers, for an additional cost, an easier opportunity to see the incredibly popular Wishes Fireworks Show. The cost is $27.68 per person for adults and $14.90 for kids. Reservations are highly recommended because you will, uh, you will be reserved at a table nearer the front of the seating area. The Wishes Dessert Party includes a table and chairs at the Tomorrowland Terrace, which was formerly the home to the uh, seating for the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station. Along with reserved seating for Wishes, the big draw of the dessert party is, of course, desserts. The dessert buffet is served alongside the seating area and features a great variety of desserts including chocolate dipped strawberries, creme brulee, tiramisu, cheesecake, rice krispie treats, brownies, cookies, tarts, truffles, cannoli, fruit, pastries, and more. Is it worth it? That's a uh, value judgment based on your budget, what's important in your vacation, and opportunity cost. While I recommend the Candlelight Processional Dining Package and Phantasmic Dining Package wholeheartedly, Wishes isn't as, isn't as difficult to see. There are a lot of good spots on Main Street, about halfway between the castle and the exit is best, though you'll have to look for, out for the holiday wreaths overhead during the holiday season because they can partially block views. The view from the Walt Disney World Railroad Terminal facing Cinderella Castle is also an excellent spot to see the fireworks, and you'll have a great opportunity to beat the crowds out of the park if Wishes is shown right, right at park closing. Basically, anywhere that you can see the castle in the sky above it is clearly a good spot to see the fireworks. The bottom line is that you can see Wishes for free without too much difficulty. Since you're spending an hour at the Wishes Dessert Buffet, a good alternative is to visit the Main Street Bakery and stock up on goodies and wait for the Main Street Railroad Terminal for that hour instead. For about 75% less money, you'll have a great spot to enjoy the fireworks and you can enjoy some delicious treats as well. If there's only one Main Street electrical parade, it will also give you an opportunity to enjoy the parade, something you can't necessarily do depending on when you go to the dessert party. Moving over to Epcot, the free events. The Candlelight Processional, which runs from November 26th through December 30th. The most publicized holiday event at Epcot is the Candlelight Processional. And for good reason, each of the three 45-minute shows is an evening features, featuring a celebrity narrator telling the story of Christmas, a 50-person orchestra, mass choir, and plenty of spiritual songs. Unfortunately, the popularity of the show and the limited capacity of the theater have made seeing the candlelight processional a hassle that requires an expensive meal or long wait. In short, the candlelight processional is a powerful show that I would recommend to anyone who might enjoy it. How about holidays around the world from November 26th through December 30th? Along with the Castle Dreams lights at the Magic Kingdom, this is one of the best underpublicized holiday events. Working in tandem with the Candlelight Processional, the World Showcase at Epcot transforms into a holiday storytelling paradise. Each of the countries in Epcot features a special storyteller that explains what makes the holiday season so special for the respective countries. In Japan, you might hear about Oshigatsu, the traditional Japanese New Year. In Germany, learn about how Germans spread the Tannenbaum, or Christmas tree, tradition around the world. The United Kingdom tells the story about how they developed the first Christmas card in 1843. Not to mention the origins of mistletoe, the legend of the Monkey King, and the second Christmas Day in Norway. The stories are fascinating and the storytellers are enthusiastic and authentic, many accompanied by gorgeous Christmas set pieces. 
Several of the storytellers don't appear until after 2 p.m., so be sure and check your Times Guide for more details. Unfortunately, the Lights of Winter Archway is no longer a centerpiece at Epcot during the holidays. This was a gorgeous archway adorned with more than 30,000 lights. The Christmas tree lightning, lighting also no longer occurs. Hopefully, Disney will replace them with something even more better. Also, Divine, from November 26th through December 30th. A gospel choir by the name of Divine Voices de debuted at the Fountain Stage near Innoventions in 2009, replacing the Lights of Winter and the Water and Music show that accompanied it. The schedule on their website indicates that they will return in 2010. Divine Voices is an engaging and enthusiastic group that sings traditional gospel music with a live band. They're definitely worth a minute to do and enjoy. They play 25-minute shows on and off between 1 and 5 p.m. The Voices of Liberty at the American Adventure Pavilion between November 26th and December 30th. The Voices of Liberty is an a cappella group that sings patriotic songs in the American Adventure Pavilion throughout the day. Their sets usually last about 15 minutes and serve to entertain guests while they wait for the American Adventure animatronic show to begin. For Christmas, Voices of Liberty sings Christmas carols and traditional holiday favorites. The rotunda inside the pavilion is a beautifully decorated with the uh, Christmas trees, wreaths, and lights. Even if you're not staying in the animatronic show, uh, for the animatronic show, I would recommend stepping into the pavilion to hear the Voices of Liberty if you enjoy Christmas music. Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus also make appearances each day during the holidays around the world. They're available for pictures and quick chats. Their schedule is usually 1.30 to 3.30, 4.10 to 6.10, and 6.50 to 8.50. And finally, Holiday Illuminations, also from November 26th through December 30th. A special holiday finale is added to the regular Illumination show for the holidays. Titled Let There Be Peace on Earth, the segment lasts about four minutes and includes additional fireworks displays and messages of hope and peace. It's a nice holiday bonus to an already wonderful show. As always, I highly recommend seeing Illuminations with or without the holiday bonus. Because the World Showcase is so large, there are plenty of excellent places to see a nightly show. In the Hollywood Studios, the free events include the Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights, and they run from November 8th through January 3rd. The Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights is probably the third biggest holiday draw at Disney World behind Mickey's Very, Very, Very Merry Christmas Party and the Candlelight Processional. It might even be bigger than the Candlelight Processional, depending on who you ask. The Osborne Lights feature over 5 million lights synchronized to music in the Streets of America section of the Hollywood Studios. All in all, the Osborne Lights cons uh, consist of about 350 miles of light strands that will take about 21,000 cumulative hours to install. Each night at around 6 p.m., a special lighting ceremony occurs and a lucky guest will get to flip the switch that turns the lights on and the music starts. And the magic starts. This is an absolute must-see if you're visiting the Hollywood Studios over the holidays. The least crowded time to visit the lights is right before the studios is scheduled to close for the evening. If Hollywood Studios is scheduled to close at 7, head over at about 6.50. The lights stay on and the section remains open for at least 30 minutes after the park officially closes, and Disney runs buses for at least two hours after the official closing time to take guests uh, dining at restaurants back to their resort. Of course, the lighting ceremony itself is also a lot of fun, and I would recommend it uh, if you've completed everything you wanted to do during the day. You might consider catching the ceremony itself and then return a bit later to walk through and enjoy the lights. The problem is the streets of America are somewhat narrow, and it's difficult to move around and see the entire show when a lot of people are present. Most people spend around 20 minutes looking at the lights, but there's no time limit on how long you can spend. The Hollywood studios will be less busy overall on days without extra magic hours or phantasmic. The holiday decorations run from November 3rd to January 3rd. Hollywood Studios is also adorned with many Christmas decorations throughout the park, including a 70-foot-tall Christmas tree out in front. 
the Animal Kingdom free events. Holiday decorations, Camp Minnie Mickey, and Goofy's Wild Wonderland. While it's true the Animal Kingdom does not host an event as spectacular as the Osborne Lights, the Candlelight Processional, or the Dream Lights, the theme park is tastefully decorated and does feature a 65-foot tall Christmas tree at the entrance to the park. Camp Minnie Mickey is the most decked out area. You'll find Mickey, Minnie, and other friends in their holiday finest posing for pictures and signing autographs. There's also an entire forest of Christmas trees, each themed specifically to a Disney character. Goofy's Wild Wonderland is uh, my favorite part of the Christmas at the Animal Kingdom. Goofy is actually dressed up like Santa Claus and be more than happy to take a picture and listen to your Christmas wish list. I'm not sure those gifts will end up coming, but it doesn't hurt to hedge your bets with, uh, on Santa Claus by also asking Goofy. All in all, small touches add up to something extra at the Animal Kingdom, and it's well worth taking the time to enjoy the holiday magic. Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade takes, place, it takes the place of Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade at the Animal Kingdom from November 14th through January 3rd. The parade is not leaps and bounds different than the regular parade that is shown most of the year, but it does feature a Christmassy theme, and it's well worth checking out if you enjoy parades or are going to watch it anyway. Just don't expect to see anything uh, too out of the ordinary. So some, now some paid tours that visit multiple locations. The Holiday D-Lights uh, runs from November 29th on select nights through December 15th. Holiday D-Lights is a tour hosted by the Disney Institute. Guests must be 16 years or older to participate and the cost is $199 plus tax. On the plus side, it does not require park admission. The tour takes per, uh, participants to the warehouse where Disney keeps all of the holiday decorations to the Magic Kingdom for the Castle Dreamlights, to the Hollywood Studios for the Osborne Lights, and to Epcot for the Candlelight Processional Illuminations. During the five-hour tour from 4 to 9 p.m., tour guides will explain the history of holidays at Disney World and talk about how Disney prepares for the holiday spectacles and events. Backdoor entrances are used each of, at each of the theme parks, meaning you and your group will walk right in rather than having to wait at the ticket booth uh, or deal with crowds inside the main entrance. This is a fun and efficient tour that's uh, especially beneficial if you're short on time at Disney World. It hits all three major holiday events at three different parks in just about five hours. On the other hand, $200 per person isn't particularly economical and I wouldn't necessarily recommend it unless you're a Disney aficionado and want an additional perspective on how Disney operates. It's also a lot of fun if your budget allows. The only real downsides are the fact that it is, it's pretty rushed and uh, the seating at the Candlelight Processional and the Castle Dreamlights aren't spectacular. The Yuletide Fantasy Tour runs from November 30th through December 30th, excluding Christmas Day. This three-hour tour costs $84 per person and departs daily at 9 a.m. and 1.30. Like Holiday Delights, participants must be uh, 16 years of age or older, and theme park admission is not required. The emphasis is on the backstage elements that go into preparing Disney World for the holiday season. It includes a visit to Epcot's uh, World Showcase, the Magic Kingdom, the warehouse where Disney stores the holiday decorations, and usually a trip to the Grand Floridian to see the gingerbread house and the Christmas tree. Because the tour is during the morning or afternoon, it does not include admission to the evening events. This is another tour I would recommend if you're looking for additional perspectives on how to, uh, Disney prepares for the holidays. It doesn't make a lot of sense on your first or second trip to Disney World because there's so much to see without needing to go on an expensive tour, but it might be something you consider on a fourth or fifth trip. Over at Downtown Disney, the free events include the Festival of the Seasons from November 19th through December 24th. Disney does an admirable job of decorating Downtown Disney for the holidays, probably because they want you to visit and purchase Disney merchandise, or at least visit Giardelli. Really, it would make... Uh, Downtown Disney is lovely for the holidays, featuring plenty of holiday decorations and a meet and greet with Santa Claus. 
from 5 to 9.30 p.m. from November 19th through 26th, and 12 to 9.30 from November 26th through December 24th. Santa Goofy takes uh, the place of Santa from uh, December 25th through January 3rd. It's never too early to get a start on next year's wish list, especially if Santa delivers coal again. Of course, Santa is conveniently located right in front of the World of uh, Disney Store, the largest Disney store in the world. Chalk that one up to coincidence if you like. Christmas carolers, jazz ensembles, religion-specific holiday displays, street performers, and more are feature events over at the holidays at Downtown Disney. It's a lot of fun, especially on the weekends. Disney tends to schedule more and more acts as it gets closer to Christmas, and the weekends are your best opportunity to see the most performers. The resort holiday decorations and activities. Generally speaking, the more expensive the resort, the better the holiday decorations. The value and moderate resorts do add some holiday touches, but not enough that they are worth going out of your way to visit. The resorts I do recommend visiting, specifically for the holidays, in order are the Grand Floridian, the Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Beach Club, Polynesian Resort, Yacht Club, Contemporary Resort, and Boardwalk Inn. An honorable mention goes to Fort Wilderness cabins and campsites, but it's difficult to see much of the property without renting a $65 a day golf cart. The Grand Floridian has the most to offer with a 16-foot tall gingerbread house that has over 1,000 pounds of honey, 700 pounds of chocolate, and 800 pounds of flour that go into its uh, design. That's just the top three ingredients. It's truly a sight to be seen, and it's relatively easy to get to the Grand Floridian from the Magic Kingdom via the monorail, which is another bonus. Be sure to check out the gorgeous Christmas tree as well. The Wilderness Lodge is another resort worth visiting, both during the holidays and the rest of the year. The Wilderness Lodge always has a rustic feel, and the holiday spirit uh, feels more alive at the resort than many other similarly deco decorated places around Disney World. The lobby can barely contain the breathtaking 60-foot-tall Christmas tree adorned with over 60,000 lights. Wreaths, smaller Christmas trees, and holiday lights are everywhere, both inside and outside the resort. The Beach Club features a life-size, fully edible carousel made of gingerbread, sugar, chocolate, and candy canes. This delicious-looking marvel of modern technology will test your ability not to eat it. Like the other resorts, Christmas trees, wreaths, and lights adorn the rest of the property. Similar to the Beach Club, the nearby Yacht Club showcases another marvel created out of gingerbread. This time it's a working train set that chugs along the gingerbread Christmas village. It's worth a look if you're nearby. The Boardwalk Inn's happy holiday spirit is also made entirely of edible delights. This time it's a miniature version of Atlantic City, complete with a Ferris wheel, carousel, and beach. Be sure to pop in if you're visiting the Boardwalk area. The Animal Kingdom Lodge is an amazing in its own right with or without holiday decorations. Its Christmas tree is every bit as amazing as those found in the Wilderness Lodge or the um, major theme parks. Make sure to spend time at the uh, public observatory viewing the animals on the savannah as well. One of my favorite days at Disney World is spending the day at the Animal Kingdom and then transferring to the Animal Kingdom Lodge for dinner. The lodge features three fantastic restaurants, Chico, Sana, and Boma. The Contemporary Resort has a holiday village made of gingerbread and chocolate on display on the fourth floor near the monorail terminal. Fort Wilderness Campground can also be a lot of fun thanks to the hundreds of campers that set up holiday decorations around their campsites. It's similar to what you might find if you have a holiday lane near where you live with houses decorated for the holidays. You might not want to visit with the intent to see the decorations until two weeks prior to Christmas because that's when the majority of campers with decorations arrive. In November, few campsites will be decorated. Keep in mind that Fort Wilderness is a huge resort and it's difficult to see much of it by foot. Now one of the cool things I don't know if you've ever seen this, but Samantha Brown has done a uh, show in the past that was uh, Disney World Holidays, and she talks about all of the things that it takes to go into decorating the uh, 
entirety of the Walt Disney World Resort for the holidays. It's a really good show and I'm on the lookout for it again this holiday season. I'm sure it'll be on again soon. But it's really pretty cool. She does a nice job of kind of going in and delving into all the different things that go on at the Walt Disney World Resort. But I wanted to share with you a few facts about what goes into the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, if you've ever struggled with getting your own holiday decorations in place before guests arrive for that pre-holiday party, just imagine decking the halls of a 40-square-mile Walt Disney World Resort where hundreds, if not thousands, of guests arrive daily. I've had the opportunity to go behind the scenes to see what preparations go into such an undertaking. Here's some of what I learned. It takes 150 tractor-trailer loads of decorations to adorn the 22 resorts, four theme parks, two water parks, downtown Disney, and more. Where do you store those decorations? One very large warehouse. In an area that might resemble Santa's workshop, an entire staff of Disney elves begin their year-long task of planning, designing, gathering, building, and assembling shortly after Christmas. The decorations begin rolling out of the warehouse and into the tractor trailers around the 1st of November and begin magically appearing in the resorts and hotels and theme parks, mostly in the middle of the night. About every five years and on a rotating basis, the decorations for the resorts are redesigned. Those aren't slated for redesigned or repaired, wrapped in plastic and returned to the warehouses for storage and use the next season. That sounds easy, but we're talking about hundreds of trees, wreaths, and other decorations, so this might actually take months to complete. Here are some numbers that, you, that may amaze you. You think you hate untangling and hanging your Christmas lights? Consider this. Over 7 million lights are hung throughout the Walt Disney World property for the holidays. Speaking of lights, just one 40-foot 45-foot-tall centerpiece tree in Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa features nearly 60,000 miniature LEDs. In my world, garland is measured in yards. At Disney World, garland is measured in miles, 11.3 miles to be exact. While I might use a few feet of ribbon on my Christmas tree, more than 300,000 yards of ribbon and bows will be draped over 1,360 trees brought into the Vacation Kingdom. How do truckloads of decorations make it around the World Showcase without ever leaving Walt Disney World property? They're bound for 11 countries at World Showcase. Just how big are the Christmas trees at Walt Disney World Resort? Some are pretty large, like the tree at Disney's Contemporary Resort, with a base that's 26 feet wide and 28,000 pound uh, showcase trees at the uh, theme parks. Pastry chefs across Walt Disney World cook up six life-size sweet creations, including one 16-foot-tall 16 gingerbread house at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, and one life-size gingerbread carousel at Disney's Beach Club. Imagine measuring 1,050 pounds of honey just for one gingerbread house. Finally, how many holiday musicians, characters, storytellers, and entertainers perform daily throughout all four theme parks? Over 800. There's no doubt that you'll enjoy the decorations during Walt Disney World's holiday festivities because they are sure to be as spectacular as the numbers behind them. And this was from a uh, uh, the About.com guide, Decking the Halls at Disney World is a Huge Task. So I hope that gives you a sense of all of the things that go into the decorations at Walt Disney World and some of the things that you can do when you visit the theme park this holiday season. And if you don't make it this holiday season, you know, enjoy some of the specials and shows on TV, enjoy the uh, parade and uh, on that they show on ABC, and you know, just enjoy it and think about going next year. One of the cool things that I remember about being a cast member was uh, when they were filming the parade. They filmed the parade on uh, four days. Uh, they actually do all the filming in advance. They set up the, the uh, crowd to be the crowd that they want. They film the parade coming down Main Street in the opposite direction from the way that the parades normally run. And then they, um, they have, uh, I think it was Regis and Kathy Lee at the time, now it's Regis and Kelly are there, and they're doing the, uh, the hosting of the show. And most of that stuff is pre-canned and, and filmed in advance. And the reason they do that is because they don't want to find a day that uh, it's going to be Christmas Day and it's raining. 
or the, the weather's bad or it just, you know, something happens, there's a technical difficulty. They want to put on a good show. So they do the show, they film it all in advance on a, on a couple of really beautiful days, and then they pick the best one to, uh, to air as their broadcast. So the parade isn't quite live, but it is still a lot of fun. So it's uh, pretty entertaining stuff the way they do it. And the other thing I wanted to share was, I remember, here it was, it was the uh, Christmas season and the, the tree was out uh, sitting, in, you know, sitting in the Magic Kingdom, standing up in, at the end of uh, Main Street. And uh, the holidays were over and it was January 3rd or 4th, whichever day was the, uh, the Monday there. And suddenly the tree disappeared. It was off of Main Street. But where it was, it was sitting in a backstage area laying down so you couldn't possibly see it if you weren't a, weren't a cast member. But it was laying there for, I don't know, about two months before they finally came and got it and took it away. And it was always kind of amusing to me. You know, here it was, the, the guests just assumed, you know, everything just happened magically. And here it was, the tree was actually laying backstage. The entire 70-foot tree was just laying down backstage in an area where it couldn't be seen by the guests. And at some point they came and they cut it up and they took it away and did whatever they're going to do with it. But it was just really fascinating to me to see it laying back there, you know, and for those couple of months it was just kind of fun to walk by it and go. So there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes that you'd, than you'd ever know. And even as a cast member, the way things would just appear was remarkable. And working Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party was a lot of fun. You know, it was just one of those fun events where people would come in and you were kind of, you were just having a good time just uh, making it a little more special for the, uh, for the guests that were in the park. So it was really a good time. So that's my podcast for this week. I hope you enjoy the holiday season, and uh, I am out. I'll see ya. Most of the music you're hearing on this podcast is from a friend of the show named Craig Brown. Craig does a number of things in the techno space. You can find Craig's music on myspace.com slash soundA as an apple. And my thanks also to Doug over at geekacres.net for his rendition of a Jack Wagner classic. And now we've reached our destination in the 21st century. Yes, I know, it went by so fast. But don't worry, because the future is always in front of us. Thanks for riding with us. Please collect your personal belongings and step onto the moving platform. The platform and your car are moving at equal, yet opposite speeds, so watch your head and step. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, or would just like to ask Dave a question about Disney planning or anything else, send him an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. And now, I gotta be moving along. He's looking for a little more adventure I'm heading for a little bit of fun now He's hoping for a little more excitement Time to be moving along It's time to be moving along Time to be moving along